Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. I'm the youngest uh, licensed partner in the whole entire company history, which has been around since 1977, which is an amazing achievement, but also a lot of pressure, I think. That, so when I first bought the franchise, I had just turned 27 and I'm 31 today. If I'm not still the youngest LP, then I'm probably one of them, let's say, but I definitely was the youngest to purchase ever. It's just an amazing feat because I always joke about today, you know, if the EV Florida and EDB leadership met the 27-year-old Corey in 2022, they probably wouldn't sell the franchise to him. It's a great thing for the brand because obviously it's grown so much. So I think it was a matter of perfect timing and probably a little bit of naive by a 27-year-old kid, but everything worked out great. And so I'm very blessed. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever-changing industry. Before we begin, here's a word from our sponsor. Some things just go together perfectly. PB&J, chocolate, and, well, anything, and real estate agents and independent mortgage brokers. As a real estate agent, you help your home buyers find the perfect home, and as your local partner, a mortgage broker can help you also deliver faster closings, lower wholesale rates, and lower monthly payments. So find your perfect partner now at findamortgagebroker.com. Powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3308. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends. Today, I'd like to welcome Corey Hastings, broker owner of Engel & Volkers in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. His firm was a top mover in the 2022 Real Trends Nation's Best Rankings doubling transaction sides to 1,488 between 2021 and 2022. So welcome, Corey. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I want to kind of let our listeners know a little bit about your brokerage and your um, evolution to being a broker owner as well. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that and um, about the brokerage? Yeah, absolutely. So i First, originally moved to Jacksonville in 2013. I had just gotten uh, released from the Cincinnati Bengals. And my trainer at the time was like, hey, you know, if you you know want to stay in shape, I have some connections down in Jacksonville. Uh, why don't you move down there? And I have a trainer. Moved down here, started working out with a couple other NFL teams. Uh, but I needed a job that I can create my own schedule. And that's how I got into real estate, essentially. Uh, when I first started, I was 23 and I was the youngest person in my office by 15 years. And, you know, this is probably a little bit before the HGTV and Ryan Serhant phase was huge into the millennials. But I just knew that, you know, I would work harder than everybody else. And, you know, I would never let my age be a deterrent, essentially, for my success. So fast forward to 2017. Um, my ex-teammate and really good friend, Bo Blankenship, had just purchased the Angle Volkers franchise in February of 2017 called me and said, Hey, this is the next big thing. This company is going to you know, be huge. You need to look into this. Um, and really 2017 was really my aha moment. Um, you know, I did a lot of traveling 
and it seemed like everywhere I went, uh, Engel Volkers was there. <laughs> so it was almost like following me around. Um, so I took the meeting, um, you know, was really just impressed with everything that they offered as far as the support and the marketing and the branding and just everything in general. So I ended up buying the franchise. November of 2017 was my first one. Uh, it was the Beaches franchise. Uh, we opened officially April uh, 30th, 2018. Um, so we just celebrated our four years. Uh, we opened the Jacksonville Beach office then. And, you know, my goal really was to get to 300 million as fast as possible in production um, with really a fraction of the aging count of other big brokerages, because we really wanted to be different. Um, you know, we're the only brokerage in my local area that has a sales criteria. You have to sell $3 million or more per year to even be a part of our firm. You have to be full-time, a great culture. I mean, we have a lot of different criteria they have to fit. Um, and then we just expanded really quickly. And so in November of 2020, we opened our second location in St. John's. Then in 2022, 2021, we opened two more offices. Um, so now we're up to four locations. Uh, we have 95 advisors and hopefully this year we'll do about a billion dollars in sales. Okay. And by advisors, you call your real estate agents advisors. I just want to make that clear to the audience. And, um, you know, so for you, as far as expansion, are you looking into expanding into other areas, other offices? Um, is it just opportunity or do, are you very strategic about what you're doing right now? Um, a little bit of both. So those of you guys who don't really know much about Jacksonville, it's probably the, I think it's the largest landmass city inside the continental United States. It's about almost 800 square miles. So, you know, you can drive almost an hour and still be in the same city of Jacksonville. And so with that obviously requires, you know, you have to have multiple locations to service your agents where we can service our customers. So we are looking to expand to at least number five this year. Obviously, we, we know post-COVID commercial real estate has been a little bit difficult as far as to get into and just availability and all that. Um, but we are looking into it as we speak. And so in an ideal world, we'd open our fifth location this year. Um, and really just expand where we're needed. We, we kind of joke that it's kind of the old uh, field of dreams motto, build it and they'll come um, because there's so many sub markets of Jacksonville that really, honestly, real estate agents and also customers won't want to really go there or use the company if they're not in that affiliated sub market. So we're really trying to, to benefit that. Okay. Um, and you, I don't think you said how old you were when you actually started the brokerage. So yeah. um, you were one of the youngest broker owners, I think, in the England Volkers um, world. So yeah, and the, I'm the youngest uh, licensed partner in the, in the whole entire company history, which has been around since 1977, which is an amazing um, achievement, but also a lot of pressure, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I always joke that. So when I first bought the franchise, I had just turned 27. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm 31 today and I probably, if I'm not still the youngest LP, then I'm probably one of them, let's say, but I definitely was the youngest to purchase ever. Um, it's just an amazing feat. Cause I always joke about today, you know, if the EV Florida and EDV leadership met the 27 year old Corey in 2022, they probably wouldn't sell the franchise to him. Um, <laughs> and, and it, it's, it, it, it's a great thing for the brand because obviously it's grown so much and there's mm -hmm. been so much, you know, inside the United States, but also in the state of Florida, that's been able to happen. So I think it was a matter of perfect timing and probably a little bit of naive by a 27-year-old kid, but um, everything worked out great. And so I'm very blessed. Yeah. And I know the um, Engel and Volkers brand is known for um, global real estate and working with out of the country, um, international buyers and investors. Um, what percentage of your business is working with with those buyers? And um, is that a fair assessment of Engel and Volkers? 
Well, I definitely think it's fair. I mean, Engel Volkers is probably the who's who of international real estate. Um, and so we do feed into a lot of huge uh, markets overseas in Europe and Spain, um, uh, obviously other countries. Um, Jacksonville really isn't that much of an international destination just because it's not as, let's say, resorty or uh, destinational as some South Florida cities. Mm-hmm. However, you know, we do have a lot of investors both foreign and abroad that, you know, that are here and they want to buy property or we have a lot of influence from New York city right now coming down here, which, you know, hedge funds and all those money uh, probably have some overseas backing. Um, And so, you know, the growth and appreciation inside the Jacksonville market has been insane the last two years. Um, I think just from 2021 to 2022, the average house is appreciating 21%. And so if we're seeing it, than the investors are seeing it. And so there's a lot of cash into our market right now more than ever before. And what do you see as some of the challenges and in trends of, of buyers coming into Florida? Are you seeing a, a different type of buyer from when you first started? Oh, absolutely. So Jacksonville has always been known as a military town. Uh, we have two huge naval bases here. We have a very strong VA presence. Unfortunately, those are right now the buyers who are kind of being phased out. Um, you know, we're seeing more cash than ever before uh, coming into our five major counties. We are seeing more, you know, lending coming in, um, and so unfortunately, that sometimes leaves the first-time home buyer and the VA and FHA buyers out of it. Um, Jacksonville has always been a very affordable, um, very low cost of living um, type of destination city compared to Tampa, Orlando, Miami, those type of things. But you know the average price in Jacksonville in 2022 will probably be over 400,000 for the first time ever. Um, and a city like Jacksonville, that is a huge, huge growth. Um, and so a lot of the local buyers are pushing back on it because they're getting priced out of the beaches and they're getting priced out of certain school districts because people are moving here and you know cash is king and you know the price in California compared to here is a discount. And so it, it's definitely a big struggle for us. Yeah. And um, I want to touch on something that I, I didn't um, really talk to you about earlier, but, you know, coming from a football background, there's such a an emphasis on culture and team. Um, you know, my son played college football, so I, I you know, know a little bit about it. Um, but, you know, how do you think that's really helped you when building your brokerage? I mean, to be honest with you, it's everything. Um, You know, I'm a huge uh, team guy, which means we're very collaborative. Um, One of the DNA strands of our brokerage locally is collaboration. Um, Everything we do starts at the top with, you know, getting input on where our advisors want office locations to what our advisors want for marketing, our advisors want for this and that. And we have so much collaboration and and just a lot of like-minded individuals that are all the benefit of the brand. Um, on top of that, I think that, you know, any successful athlete has some type of mental toughness and cause you've either been through an injury or you've been cut or you've been, you know, whatever has happened to you, you've had to get over it. And, you know, mental toughness is a huge thing right now in the real estate market because things aren't going to go your way and nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Uh, but you have to be able to get over it and navigate through. And so, you know, what I try and do is just try to empower people. Um, I think a great leader can walk into a room and find out different people's personalities and what motivates those different 10 people. And I think that I, I do that quite well. And I hope that I can continue to do that for our team. Well, that kind of leads into my next question, which is on agent productivity and, and really get, you know, do you find that you're, um, you know, obviously recruiting is always a focus, but agents that you have increasing their productivity is really important. So 
Um, talk to me about what you're doing um, to really boost that. And how many new agents have you brought on in, in the last year? Because you've doubled your transaction size. So I wondered if you doubled your agent count too, or you just doubled your productivity. Well, a little bit of both. Um, you know, in the state of Florida, uh, we give out Ingle Volkers Awards, and I have won the Talent Attraction Award four years in a row. Um, and I'm probably pretty sure I'm going to win it this year again, too, because we've added almost $300 million in production already this year. Um, but yeah, so last year we had 49 advisors um, for just under $300 million in production. But one of my favorite stats is that 89% of our advisors increased their production from 2021 or from 2020 to 2021. Um, and really one of the hardest markets that we've ever seen. Now everybody's enamored by prices and all this stuff, but there's more competition than, than ever. There's less inventory than ever. I mean, there's so many things that a lot of our, our producers don't have to deal with or didn't have to, but now have to. And so we do a ton. I mean, we do obviously a, a lot of training. We have tremendous marketing. Uh, we talk about what are you doing for your farm areas? What are you doing for social media? What are you guys doing for lead generation? Um, outside of then just buying you know, Zill leads or whatever else. Um, and so we try to really empower our producers to, you know, build their brand essentially. So 95 agents is pretty, you know, I don't want to say it's easy because it's still a lot of agents, but it's yeah. easier for you as the leader to touch each one. But yeah. as you scale, that's going to be more difficult. So what do you, what do you think um, will be the keys to your success in kind of, you know, getting to know your agents and, and really working with them one-on-one? as you grow? Well, I, I think at the core of it will always be hiring the right people. Um, and that's why we recruit culture first, production second, um, because give me somebody who's extremely competent, shows up on time, answers their phone, all of that, all those good things. We can teach them real estate. Real estate's easy to teach, um, but you can't teach being a good person. You can't teach being reliable. Um, and so I think we will always recruit culture first, which hopefully we're always having the same like-minded people in the same room. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to have to have, we already do right now, but we have some things in place where we have, you know, our, our amazing admin team are not just your typical admins. Um, they can do every single thing for you from marketing to dot loop questions to where do I find this to, I need X, Y, and Z. I mean, they do everything. Um, obviously I'm always available technology makes it really easy with either zoom, like we're meeting today, uh, or Google hangout or phone or whatever else, you know, the, the traditional let's sit down and all talk. I think post COVID has been able to make it easier for everybody to be multiple places at one time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think at the core of it is just empowering really good people and giving them those people the tools to grow their business. And I think agents will rely to that. Let's take a quick break to talk about the real trends gathering of eagles. Hi, real estate leaders. It's Tracy Velt, editorial director of Real Trends. And I wanted to take a moment to highlight uh, two upcoming events that we have running back to back. The first one is on June 26. It's our Deal Makers Conference. And this is not just for real estate leaders who are interested in buying or selling a company. This really speaks to profitability and how to um, build a brokerage with value 
We'll also talk about some trends in the merger and acquisition and brokerage valuation business. Um, Steve Murray is hosting the event, and we've got some great speakers for you. Immediately following that is our annual gathering of Eagles, which will run on June 27th through the 28th. This event is for real estate leaders, association executives, um, your entire C-suite, as well as team leaders. And we've got some some great speakers and topics where we're covering everything from mortgages entry into real estate to recruiting and evolving business models, highlighting some of the different business models that are, are your competitors today. We've also are looking into improving capture rates of core services, talking about managing relationships with top teams. And we've got more. In addition, Larry Kendall is our keynote speaker. And in addition to his keynote, he's doing a special ninja workshop. It's a limited um, audience. So it's first come, first serve. So we'd love to have you register for the Gathering of Eagles. Again, it's at the Broadmoor Hotel in Colorado Springs, June 26th through the 29th. The 26th is our Dealmakers Conference. It's a separate registration from the Gathering of Eagles. You can find out everything by going to realtrends.com and clicking on the events tab. Thanks so much and hope to see you there. And now back to the podcast. And my next question is really more general to the brokerage or to the real estate industry in general. So where do you see the most opportunity for brokerage leaders um, in the next year? Well, so as we head into this shifting market, which, and if it's not in most markets, it's coming, um, where, you know, I think brand is becoming really important. I think listings are going to become a little bit more difficult. So what are you doing as your real estate agent or what is your brand providing you to, to build yourself as, you know, stand out and be unique of the other 10,000 real estate agents maybe in your local market. Um, and so for us, we're taking a lot of pride in that and giving out resources and tools and all of these things to make it easier for our advisors instead of them having to go out and buy 10 different things and spend all this money and all this other stuff. We're going to provide that for them. So we hopefully they can make, make their life easier. You know, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity right now. You know, we, we're, we're kind of phasing out of that phase, I would say, where put a sign in the yard, it'll sell, right? Where I think a lot of agents got empowered. A lot of agents maybe opened their own brokerage. A lot of people may have left to a virtual or whatever else. But I think at the end of the day, I think the box brokerages who provide you tons of value um, will be the ones who will really continue to rise inside of this, you know, shifting market. Okay. And what are you seeing in your market? Are you seeing more inventory? Are you seeing fewer multiple offers? We are. I mean, so to give you an idea, as of April 1st, there was 1,900 homes for sale in all of Northeast Florida, which typically this time of year is around 10,000. Um, but as of today, there's over 3,000 houses for sale. And so just in that short period of time, we're already seeing almost 1,000 more houses we're seeing a lot more days on market. We're seeing a lot more price reductions. We're seeing all of these things, which is probably going to continue over the next several months, if not even into the future. Uh, I mean, you have to think we have rising in, uh, interest rates. We have buyers who are saying, you know what, I'm tapped out. I don't want to spend this much or I'm fatigued. Uh, we have sellers who are honestly pushing the market every single day on price points. And hey, if I can get this, I'll move. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you kind of have this pendulum where for the last probably 24 months, it was very seller driven. 
where now I think we're starting to kind of even out a little bit or hopefully it continues to happen because there needs to be more inventory. There needs to be a little bit more uh, power to the buyers, let's say. Um, And I'm very curious to see what happens over the next 10 months or so. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, You know, I think that agents have learned a lot working with multiple offers and and dealing with um, rejection over and over again with their buyers. So I think they'll welcome, uh, you know, being able to win. Win a property yeah, every once in a while. <laughs> we always joke, like, remember those days? <laughs> and it was like two years ago. Uh, yeah. But it's just true. I mean, we are in a totally different market today than I think any real estate professional has ever seen. Um, because even, you know, through the downturn of 2007 and up, you know, that was a whole different ball game. And even through the foreclosure, you know, whole entire um, phase, that was a whole different thing we're seeing. And so I, I think it's going to be really important who you align with as a real estate agent, what you're providing, uh, your customers. Um, because here's the thing is every single buyer today or every single person probably knows five to 10 agents. Everybody's a realtor. And so what are you doing as your real estate professional that brands you different and makes your clients for life, essentially? We, we say that a ton inside of our brokerage. Um, and you really have to add value and stay top of mind because people will refer you if they can remember that you're in the industry. Uh, that's what we do. Everything is we do as far as the touch points and the different social media marketing and branding and everything that we provide, um, because it's really, really important to say top of mind today. Yeah. And how are you dealing with I mean, there's there's so much competition out there with real estate brokerage, different models, kind of some flashy you know, brands and that, that I know the brokers I talk to are, you know, just really frustrated trying to compete with them. What are, what do you think is the key to really um, retaining your agents and keeping them from joining the next best thing? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a huge thing. And you know, the way that we're really different is, you know, we're, we're the only brokerage in the city that has a non-revolving door. And so people who are part of our firm are selected. They take a lot of pride in it. Um, you know, and for us, you know, we don't want to be the biggest. We may, we want to be the best, but we don't want to be the biggest. Um, and I think because we only have 95 advisors, it allows my shop staff, myself to have personal relationships with those people. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think it's all about what the brokerage is providing you. If, if you're giving the producers value and either legion or marketing or one of those things that are really important, then they'll continue to stay. But if they ever feel that they are, well, you know, what am I paying for? Where is the value? I think then it's going to be an uphill battle. And I think at the end of the day, what we've, you know, in the four years we've been open, we've lost six agents, which is, in my opinion, great turnover. Or great retention, I should say. But there's going to come a point in time where, you know, different agents will say, hey, I want to go over and do blank. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who am I to say that they're wrong? You know, that's their decision. And, you know, I could talk them out of it. I could try to talk them out of it, say, well, we give you X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, if they think that's opportunity for them, then by all means do it. Um, Because I think what this, you know, whole entire industry is built on is opportunity. And so I think if they ever came to me with opportunity and say, hey, I can go and do this, I, I may disagree with them, but I think at the end of the day, I think you have to support them and open them back with open arms if, in fact, they do come. Because in the industry, there is always a shiny object. <laughs> there always will be. There always will be the next thing. And, you know, real estate agents, let's be honest, love shiny objects. And so you will lose some. Um, and you think you just have to take consideration that, like, especially for Engel Volkers, we're not for everybody. And that's okay. 
you know, we don't have to be, you know, our thing, we know our bread and butter and we're going to stick to it. And we're going to, we know our value proposition and we're going to be there. And I think a lot of brokerages lose that. And I think, you know, if I could give any advice to any brokerage owner out there, I would say never lose your value proposition, never lose your identity of who and what you are as a brand, because you may lose one person, but if you can, if you can retain 10, then it, it's, it's okay. You know, it's a numbers game at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, in talking to brokers there, you know, one of the things that they feel like real estate agents are appreciating as part of the value proposition is the marketing because houses are selling so quickly by the time you get a flyer together and give it to them, they don't need it anymore, but that's going to be changing. So it's going to be changing big time. Yeah. yeah. And, And that's where I think it comes back to either the brokerage leadership or you know, maybe getting them to understand that. But also I think that that agent's going to have to maybe learn that on the hard way on their own. And, you know, we're seeing that a lot in our market. There's over 1,700 real estate brokerages in Jacksonville now, which is insane. So many small brokerages, so many big agents open their own boutique, this, this, and that. And unfortunately, when the market, you know, twists and turns and does all these things and kind of spits a lot of realtors out, it's going to potentially spit those companies out. And I think it's because they don't have the resources or structure or marketing or foundation that a lot of the proven brokerages have and can provide. And so I think it's just a matter of just trying to explain that to everybody um, that, you know, the market we've been in for the last 24 months is not the market we're about to be in for the next four months or five months or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then are you seeing any changes in the brokerage environment that may um, change the way you operate or cause you to add new services for consumers or for your agents? Or oh, advisors? absolutely. I mean, I mean, the one thing I love about Engel Volkers is we are extremely technology driven. We are extremely at the forefront of all the changes that, you know, not only in a global market, but also in the United States market, but also in our hyper-local market. Um, and so I'm very blessed to have a franchise that, you know, allows us to pivot whenever we need to add when we need to so on and so forth. But yeah, I mean, we're always trying to add technology or apps or marketing services or one click this one click that for our producers, because the market is constantly changing. And if I can give any advice to anybody is I would say, if you're not doing that, you need to, because what real estate agents are seeing is they never, they never, they never want to be behind the sticks, essentially, as we always call it, where, you know, they don't have enough confidence in their brokerage where they're not pivoting or why does this brokerage have this? And I don't have this. And you know, there's obviously so much you can control sometimes, but I think being at the forefront of, of knowledge of what is coming and what you can do, um, I think is really important. Okay, great. Um, and my final question is really, what are some trends you're seeing in brokerage right now? And, and how is your company responding to those challenges or opportunities? I think the last 12 months or 24 months, we, there's been a very big virtual push, um, either with brokerages that are virtual or you know technology driven or whatever it meant, cap driven, 100% models, all of these things, right? Because of what they want to do is they want to try to get as much market share as possible. And because if they're getting, you know, $100 a month and $350 a transaction and all these things, they're making money according to them. But for us, what we really try to do is we always talk about being held to a higher standard in every single thing that we do. Um, Because we are at the forefront of a white glove service industry and our company will continue to be at the forefront of that. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of really bad real estate agents in every single market. And I'm sure that people who are listening can probably name off 10 of those people or 10 of those brands or whoever. But what we try and do is we want our customers and our clients to know that they're getting 
the best of the best whenever they hire an Engel Volkers Jacksonville advisor, both on the listing side and also on the buy side. And so I think if we continue to preach customer service, customer service, customer service, that's what makes us different. Because where you're right now in a real estate industry that is extremely transactional. And what's unfortunate is a lot of times right now, the client is the one being left, especially because, you know, right now there's just so, there, there used to be so much, well, you got to price this, you got to waive all contingencies and you got to pay this and da, 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 which don't get me wrong. I think you have to do sometimes, but at the same time, the person who's bad at all the risk is the customer. Um, you know, and a lot of agents, especially in this local market are just chasing the check. And I think anytime you do that, you will never sustain uh, an actual career in real estate. And that's what we're trying to build inside of our local market is every single one of our advisors, I want them to have a career and I want them to take their careers to the next level while aligning themselves with Engel Volkers. And I think that's something that we do really, really well. Well, great. Well, Corey, thanks for joining the Real Trending Podcast um, and congratulations on all of your success. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.